Good morning. It's Coley from Coleology, and today I have Ashana Solores on the phone with me, and we're going to do things a little bit different, and I'm going to ask her to tell me a little bit about who she is and her work in the world, and then we're going to kind of dive deep in any direction she kind of wants this conversation to go and have it organically unfold. And so I'm really excited to have you here today. Thank you so much. Mm, thanks, Coley. Thanks for inviting me. Yes. Um, I'm I'm excited for multiple reasons. I guess maybe I can... I haven't gotten to work with you yet, and I would really like to. I've gotten to um, do breath work with Great. somebody who studied underneath you, which was an amazing experience. And I can't wait to kind of hear a little bit more about that. Um, but before we start, do you want to say... A little bit about your background and who you are in the world and what you do? Sure, yeah. Well, I'm really glad that you did breath work with one of our graduates, and um, that's one of the really big things that I'm doing is traveling around the world and training practitioners in a, a process that I co-developed with my colleague uh, Dana DeLong called Clarity Breathwork, and it's an incredible um, tool to help people move through stuck energy, blocked energy, old conditioning, old patterns, um, trauma from the womb, from birth, from childhood, so that their, what I call their soul self, can fully uh, incarnate in their bodies in this life. Uh, a mm -hmm. lot of us come in with a lot of really special gifts and things that we're here to do. And then because of all of the um, trauma that happens to us at birth and beyond, we can get stuck. We can get frozen and not be able to bring forth our gifts. So my job as the co-founder of Clarity Breathwork is to help people remove those blocks so that they can, you know, really bring through their deeper gifts. Yeah, beautiful. Like, seriously. And mm -hmm. what was the inspiring movement for you to, like, kind of end up doing something like this? Did you study any other type of breathworks in your past, or how, how did this all unfold? Well, there were many uh, powerful and amazing, and I would say shamanic, initiatory moments along my path. Um, but one of the most pivotal was when I got stuck in a cave when I was about 21, and um, back in a in a in a 13 mile cave in a long crawl, and um, in that moment I left my body and I re-experienced my birth. Oh, whoa. And I realized that I got stuck at my birth and then I was drugged and I was forcepted out. And so the whole time I was in this mother cave um, back in the woods in Missouri where I grew up, um, I re-experienced the, 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 the birth in its entirety. And I knew that that was a big part of my work was to uh, help to bring healing to, to birth trauma. And that led me on a path of uh, self-exploration and discovery that led me to um, rebirthing, which what my teacher in that was Sandra Ray, and then to uh, some of her trainers, uh, Dana DeLong and Peter DeLong, who trained me. And then I later went on to um, become a co-founder with Dana in that lineage that we now call Clarity Breathwork. Oh, so some of your training in uh, the rebirthing led you to breath work. So does rebirthing have breath 
work embedded in it? I guess I didn't yes. know that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Rebirthing is a form of breath work. And, and a lot of it was about taking you back into the birth experience. And we changed the name in, in 1999 to Clarity Breathwork because we had really changed it and brought our own tools and technologies. And, you know, it is about unraveling birth trauma, but it's also about gaining clarity into any aspect of your life currently. So it's, it's not just about birth, although most things will relate all the way back to that experience. Yeah, interesting. Okay, I, I, I hear you. So like when I did the breath work, so I actually have a lot of questions around it. Um, Great. And, and maybe you can you can add clarity. <laughs> sure, I love, I love questions. <laughs> um, so I kind of I had always wanted to do some type of breath work, um, and um, holotropic breath work was something that I wanted to try, but hadn't. And that kind of unfolded in my path when I started JFK for my master's program, and um, then I ended up just kind of falling into clarity breath work. So A, um, I know a lot of people know about holotropic breath work and I was wondering, because I haven't done it, if you could differentiate the difference between what you're doing and what holotropic, holotropic breath work is. Sure. Well, I really want to acknowledge Stan Groff as one of the uh, pioneers of breathwork and also mapping some of the birth uh, states, some of the journeys through the womb and beyond. Mm -hmm. And he's just a brilliant pioneer of our age. And I've done some holotropic. Um, it's a lot longer than Clarity Breathwork. We tend towards an hour of conscious, connected, and more gentle breathing. We offer kind of a more feminine, nurturing approach to allowing the breath more to unfold on its own rather than imposing or 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 um, forcing a certain type of breath pattern. Because what we find is when you, when you enforce a strong breath pattern, you can bring someone back into a state of re-traumatization. Oh. And our goal is really to bring people towards integration. So what we have experienced with some of the graph, because that the breathing can become very rapid, the music can be very loud, designed to take you into a, a trance state, and for some people that had a lot of trauma, that's too much for their nervous systems. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, so we lean a little. For some people, it's exactly what they need. And all approaches are, are useful at different times in our journey and for different nervous systems. Ours just tends to be more gentle and nourishing. And yet we find that it can be just as profound and deep for people. Yeah. Thank you for speaking to that. Um, and, and this is where so I think things happen synchronistically and there must have been a reason why I didn't get to do it <laughs> because right. honestly um the clarity breath work sent me into deep clarity I had some profound openings um and I have to say they were all integratable but they definitely threw me into um for a hot second, like way over threshold. And, right. and so I'm kind of wondering if you can maybe speak to that and maybe the process that happens after, because I think a, I, I did it in like kind of a group setting B it was, uh, at like, um, a JFK re retreat actually. C uh -huh. I didn't really know a lot of the people and I have a ton of trauma and I think I had not 
ever really breathed into this area of my chest that was like opening up. Right. And so at first it was like, when I came out of it, it was like, um, an ecstasy like state. I was, I mean, I felt so good. And I honestly had felt like I arrived back into my body, maybe the first time without, uh, using any type of synthetic ways of getting there. And so it was completely amazing and profound in that way. But then what happened, and I'm kind of just explaining this because maybe you can kind of help me um, understand it, A, from a therapeutic lens, and then B, speak to it from a lens in which I think that is, I think the work that you're doing in the world is, I mean, it, it it's like, like, I think it's needed. I think it's needed. I think it's beautiful. And maybe somebody who it's kind of like calling to, you can kind of, kind of like be more informative. Cause I kind of, I have a fractal nature of walking to into things blindly. So this right. is like my thing. I don't ever tip my toe in the water. I kind of dive in deep and dive have, right in. Right. right. And I know for a lot of other people, that's not the way they choose to do things. And I think if you had a platform to talk a little bit more about it to people who are kind of interested or haven't heard of it, it would be really informative and guiding. Mm -hmm. So kind of like a dual thing, like help me reprocess whatever I did and then also speak to that. And so, Mm -hmm. um, and, and however this goes, I'm, I'm fine with. Sure. Okay. Sure. Well, one thing I just want to say is, you know, congratulations for having such a profound, Uh, and deep experience and for having the willingness to just dive in, you know, because that, that takes courage. And I I really believe that everything that comes to us is we're meant to have an experience of, Mm. and it doesn't mean that every part of that is easy. And sometimes it's over threshold. Right. And, um, and yet I like what you said that it was all integratable, which, which is really wonderful. And, you know, breath is, is one of the fastest ways to reconnect to our greater selves, our divine being. That's why the Indians have practiced pranayama for thousands of years. Right. Because it's it's a direct connection to our God self. And Sandra Ray used to call rebirthing a biological experience of God. Mm. <laughs> because you you experience more life force energy, more energy, more more insight, more connection uh, to the divine and the the kind of the the veils of separation fall away. Mm. And how amazing that you can have that experience with just your breath right. without needing to take any psychedelics or or, um, or drugs of any kind. Um, however, you know you do want to keep it within a within a level that you can integrate, and that's why it, with Clarity Breathwork we keep the breath more uh, gentle and a little softer so that people don't go way over the threshold. And of course, in a group experience, you you can't totally control that. So you do the best that you can, and and, and trust that people will go to the level that they can handle. Right. So I trust that you took yourself to the level that you can handle as well. Right. And and then you know what's really wonderful is is incorporating group work with individual work because when you do one-on-one work, your practitioner can really help you understand, you know, what you need and how to support yourself. And then you can translate that into group breathwork experiences. So we always, um, 
you know, support people as much as possible to come and do one-on-one sessions um, to help them with the, the kind of energy that can be unleashed in a group because it's powerful. Well, and maybe, and, and maybe that, that was like maybe the part that helped it become integrated bowls. Cause I did end up doing a few personal sessions with all this opening mm, and, and, and they wonderful. were, yes, yes. And they were definitely, definitely more. And I think that you're right. You're speaking to something about the group. Like, um, a, it was my first time and I, I did take myself probably further, further than should have. You're um, an explorer. You're an explorer. Like, right. Which is, you know, kind of risky sometimes, but it also opens huge doors. Right. And then um, the one-on-one, so there was something about the collective experience that does kind of keep the momentum moving in a way that one-on-one, it's it's definitely a different experience. Um, so I'm glad you're kind of breaking this down. So thank yes. you. Thank you. I appreciate yes. this. Yes. And, you know, group work, uh, especially in these days, is really powerful. And um, we we just got back from Bali and before that Costa Rica and we're on our way to Europe. And and these groups, because of the, the heightened energy field right now and the need for healing, mm-hmm. uh, we're, we're just experiencing continuous miracles and people being able to open and shift things and reveal things that you know, prior might have taken years of therapy, you know, to get to the bottom of. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's not for everyone. It's for the people that we specifically attract um, that are drawn to this work. Right. Yeah. Well, and then that was the other layer that kind of came up is I've always been transpersonally inclined, uh, like the spiritual aspect of things, but I didn't, I didn't have a direct link, I would say to my ancestors or I'm sure I did, but it was maybe unconsciously arising. And, um, after clarity breath work, I actually felt like I had a direct link to my ancestor my my ancestors and I'm wondering if you could speak a little bit to that mm-hmm. yeah it's it's very much a, a an enormous part of the work especially just having come back from Bali where they really honor the ancestors and we were there during a holiday where they they set up altars and feasts and mm. they invite their they, their ancestors to come for 10 days mm. and and the villages are just teeming with energy because the spirits of their ancestors are visiting them oh. and then and then after 10 days they they set they really they do a big ceremony and they release them and it's a palpable shift and many indigenous more indigenous cultures you know, working with your ancestors is a huge part of your spiritual practice. And for many of us in the West, we've lost that because mm-hmm. we come from other places and other traditions. And so the, the, the breath, because it's natural and it's pure, it, it cleans out those um, veils that have protected us from being in contact with the other side. Mm. And so that can be all kinds of um, other side visitors like um, one of my specialties has been helping young women with mothers that passed early on Mm. because that's a, that's a hard thing for, for a young girl to, to integrate. And so I've had a whole group of women come to me working with that. And, and there's so much communication that happens um, with that spirit or that ancestor of their mother and grandmothers often will come, and then ancient ancestors will come uh, with gifts from from their time 
you know, mm. to bring forward to this time. And it's, it's beautiful and incredible work. And, and I think it would be natural had we cultivated it. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm glad you're kind of speaking to that. Right. Mm-hmm. It's actually, it's like actually part of like maybe the cultural trauma or something. It's, it's a big part of our cultural trauma that we are disconnected mm. from, from our ancestors. And mm. a lot of our work in traveling to these different places is, is helping people reconnect to their ancestors, send healing, uh, because there's, there's a lot of ancestral trauma that happens. Right. Um, and also receive the gifts of, of their lineage because there are profound gifts waiting for us as well. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe I have more exploration to do, um, through some more breath work actually then. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and then can you kind of speak to, so you're based in California and then do you do individual sessions and then breath work circles and then retreats here and then you're traveling? Like, can you kind of speak to like what it is you actually do if somebody would want to study with you like you said Bali so is that locals in Bali and then anybody is welcome or how, how does that go right all of our trainings anyone is is welcome from anywhere in the world and my base is here in Northern California and I have a private practice so I do one-on-one sessions and we generally suggest that you do at least 10 sessions to really uh, go through a series together and go through a rite of passage together mm. and many people will continue on after that and then we do circles we have one next week if you want to come to um in Berkeley at Rudramandir on Wednesday and we're excited about that we do these uh, community circles usually around um, the change of seasons as gateways of setting intention and uh, clearing out and calling in new new intentions for the for that season and then we teach um, healing retreats where people can come and just dive into their own healing process. So we have a five-level training, and our one and two is really just for individuals to to explore their own deep material. And our, our level one is a weekend format that we teach um, Northern California, Hawaii, Costa Rica, Europe, Bali, many places. Wow. And then we have our, our week-long level two, which is a deep dive into healing uh, mother-father wounds, uh, birth material, relationship, uh, sexuality, how that all comes together. And then the level three and four is our practitioner training for those that want to come and learn how to really support other people in this art. Mm-hmm. And then our new level five, um, which we have offered twice now, is our group facilitator program. And that is when we walk you through the process of leading your own clarity breathwork group, which is really exciting because the students get to lead a group during the training and really learn the skills of creating that really safe, uh, supportive space for the students. Wow. I love this. I love this. Uh, you know, I've always been interested in, uh, the world will allow me to do it when it's time, but I've always <laughs> been, <laughs> I've been so interested in your work. I mean, yeah, you I, would it, love it. <laughs> I, I know I would. And, and it's kind of funny, like, how, I don't even know actually how I ended up getting connected with you through Facebook, but I mean, it was years ago and I felt as if I had known you because I had been following you and your work in the world. And I just think that like what you're doing is such um, a profound modality to access, uh, like to access self basically from self and then healing through what I experienced. And I'm sure it's, I'm sure that that's just a, 
a small layer of it um, because I've only gotten to engage like three times. So two personal sessions in one group. And I just feel like there was just so much more to unpack there. And it was, I don't know if you, (laughs) I don't know if you remember. So I had been following you and liking things and like, Hey, maybe one day like this will unfold. And then I was at um, a place in Marin right before static dance, um, good earth. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I finally got to meet you like seven oh. years later. <laughs> like, and you were like, hi. And I'm like, hi. And I'm like, this is actually our first time in life meeting. <laughs> wow. Well, we do, you know, we do know each other and, and we sense each other. And then I think we also have these sacred contracts, you know, where we're meant to kind of meet at a certain time and, and share knowledge and gifts with one another. And I experience that all the time. I mean, with you and also other people around the world, it's like, oh, I know you. There you are. (laughs) (laughs) Here's what we're supposed to do together. (laughs) Beautiful to watch it unfold. It really is. It's kind of, it's it's like these small little miracles that happen all the time. There is. There's these deep inner connections going on and communication going on at levels we don't, we're not consciously normally aware of. And what the breathwork does is it it opens up those doorways of perception Mm. so that we begin to be aware on a much deeper level of, of guidance, of insights, of our connections, of how our path needs and wants to unfold. So that is kind of maybe where you can go and speak uh, to next. So that was actually the part that I think became in some way overwhelming for me because I could clearly see some patterns that like maybe I had some awareness around, but I didn't realize the, <laughs> the pull in which uh, they were dictating my life or, um, and so like, and I think that that's where the overwhelm came in because I had at that point in my life, um, which was like almost five years ago now, I had thought I've already, I had done some deep work and I had been in therapy and yoga and I've done in meditation and I had a lot of self-awareness and I was entering into a master's program to become a therapist. So I had, I had thought I like done a lot of work at this point and And understood myself in a way. And um, it kind of blew me open to not necessarily new information, but but the layer of conditioning that I could see, but I could not necessarily yet change, maybe, is... Or I was still stuck in. So I could kind of see it, but I was still stuck. And um, maybe, like, I don't want to say helplessness, but in a way, there was, like, some type of, like, overwhelm in the fact that I could see everything and I didn't really know what to do with the material. So there was, like, helplessness there. Um, And so I'm kind of wondering if you can maybe speak to, like, how this does allow you to touch into, um, I don't know, like the third eye in a way. Mm-hmm. It does definitely opens your third eye or your inner vision. Um, and, and it shines the light. It brings in a lot of light and, and, you know, we in the new age culture, we love like bring in more light. Bring in more light. <laughs> the only thing with bringing in more light is that then we see more of the darkness or we see more of the shadow and the shadow is not always so comfortable. In fact, usually it's, it's not comfortable mm-hmm. when we meet these places. And, 
Usually when you're meeting helplessness, you're meeting a really early place. Mm. And, and those are the really hard ones when we're meeting those really early young places where we felt really powerless and we felt helpless and, and we felt stuck. Sometimes those are even birth memories when we were trying to get out and 80% of us were drugged. And once we were drugged, we couldn't get out. We felt stuck. Mm. And so breathwork helps us to access these places and simply by becoming more aware of them and breathing into them and not trying to force ourselves through them. There's a, there's a new song I love by, uh, I think it's Trevor Paul called you can't rush your healing. Mm. You know, it's like we, we, we want the quick, Why? Fix, you know, we just like, can't I just get over this piece of my conditioning? And it's like, there's so many subtle layers to breathe into and bring love to. I, I have a teacher, Adi Shanti, who also says, love comes back for all of itself. Mm. And so we need a lot of patience in the process. Mm. And we tend to judge ourselves when we, when we see our shadow, we see our conditioning, and we think, I need to, we become fascist. Like, you will change and you will change now. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just not very loving, you know? The, yeah. The, the, so that's why the work that Dana and I are doing, many call, call us sacred mothers. Oh. Because we're really bringing, just like, oh, sweetheart, you know, like it's really okay right. to take your time right there and to breathe into that feeling of helplessness and just like, can you meet that with, love mm. can you meet it with love and it's not always doing something about it it's often just meeting it with love until it melts into your arms you know mm. and and then you feel free and you come out of the session like wow you know some very early young part of me just integrated into my wholeness yeah you know, so it's not a, a mental process as much as traditional therapy. So a lot of people come from traditional talk therapy, and, and then they make leaps and bounds in the breath work because they're bringing it into their body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's a pretty big leap, you know, <laughs> from... huge, huge. <laughs> ...to bring it into the body, and it's, it's very deep and very tender... Yeah, and I like I like what you're speaking to. A, I do have birth trauma. I was also pulled pulled out by forceps, so it might actually be exactly correlated to that. Um, exactly. Yes. Yeah. And, and that, that can be helpless because that is, you know, I need to be rescued, but don't touch me because touch is painful. Right. So <laughs> I, I, I have forceps too, so I know all about it. Well, and it's really interesting. I'm, I'm loving talking to you right now because like, you know, you have like these areas of like the prism effect and like, so you're shining light on something because I have like this attachment thing that I'm working through with my therapy, which is actually not a traditional talk therapy. I work with, um, um, a somatic therapist who does a lot of, um, touch work, but that is at the, the crux of my attachment. It's like, no, I, I really want you to come close and, and I, I can't really have you close. Like, that's right. And so it's kind of interesting that it, like, that's actually before what I think it's, it was so. Right. Um, See, this, and this is how it works is that these imprints and particularly the ones at birth, because they were the first imprints of life, they, they show up again and again and again. So here they are show, showing up in the conversation or they'll show up in relationship because yes. we'll, 
well, that was like our first meeting was someone, you know, placing a clamp on, on your head <laughs> and pulling you out of there. So, so um, welcome. You know, welcome. So we can be, you know, our nervous systems can, I'm sure you've done a lot of work on it, go from zero to a hundred really fast. Yeah. That's my, oh my gosh. That's what I love. Right. If, if, <laughs> if we feel, you know, at all controlled or that someone's trying to get us to do something before we're ready to, or, <laughs> um, and yet we're, we're wanting that, that force that baby is, is also needing that to be able to come out because they got stuck. Right. <laughs> right. You know, so I need you to do this for me, but I resent you for coming <laughs> close to me and I'm afraid. And so to keep breathing a lot of love into that and mm. care into that and realize that, um, you know, support can feel pleasurable. Well, and I love what you're speaking to because you're saying it's like, unlike traditional therapy, but I can hear... Um, and I don't know if you have any training or background in it, but I can hear like in ways in which you are acting as a traditional therapist, right? You're like mirroring these really important places where one might want to use judgment or um, their critic comes out and like you are like helping them gently go back to like compassion and love and um, open up that and bring in that in these places that are being um, accessed in the body that probably have been shut down since birth for some of us. And so, um, do you, do you have any like traditional, like what, what is your, cause I would, I feel like you could be a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been, I have been sitting with clients for almost 30 years. So yes, <laughs> I've learned a lot of skills intuitively. Mm. I did also take the Peter Levine training in somatic experiencing oh, uh, for did... three years, um, <sighs> you know, after being a breath worker for many years and a intuitive and an energy healer and a hypnotherapist. And, so you're um, also an SCP. I am. Well, I'm not the P part, but I am. I did do the whole training with Peter. Oh, and you did um, it with Peter. N- not with Peter, but with Steve Hoskinson. Oh, that's who I studied with. Oh, I love Steve. And that, <laughs> that filled in so many pieces for me. Right. Um, that I wanted to understand more about breath work. And the funny thing is that my final session with Steve, you know, at the graduate level on stage in front of everybody was exactly like a session in clarity breath work. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, Steve, this is what I do. And he goes, I know. <laughs> about that is my colleague uh, Dana DeLong or Dana Dharma Davy who's been doing breath work for almost 40 years you know she does a lot of the SE things just completely naturally because that's what she's learned over all these years sitting with people with the breath right well and I think that that's kind of what Steve talks uh, or speaks to that like somehow our cultural conditioning has led us to this place where we're like not able to access these innate tools that have kind of been uh, gifted to us because we're just like m- missing pieces because we're in like some type of trauma vortex. Um, right. Yeah. And so, so I'm, it doesn't surprise me that there's still these modalities out there that have itself rooted in, um, rooted in like the not the more pleasurable vortexes. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. 
It's really kind of, wow, it's super cool. And it's making me feel like it's time again. Like I'm coming Wednesday. I'm going to, I am going to come next Wednesday. I am going to get a babysitter and come. Like it's like time. Right. I mean, you've been busy having a baby, right? Oh, well, yeah, that, that, a master's degree, my, my own self work. Oh wait, marriage and divorce. Yeah. Ah. (laughs) You're on the fast track program. Well, I, I was, I was, (laughs) I was pulled out by forceps. There we go. (laughs) I found humor along the way, which is nice. That's good. And we want to, we want to do a, we want to redo around your forceps. Yes. Yes. It's time. It's time for more gentle birth and a more gentle life. Yeah. It's time. And I think that's what does start to happen as we work through these layers of trauma is that things do become more gentle mm. because we don't have to keep, as you know, as he says, we don't have to keep reenacting those early traumas to complete them. Right. You know, we, we start to bring some completion through things like SE and um, therapies and clarity breath work. We start to get completion on some of these traumas and then our energy gets really freed up for our greater purpose. And then all those things that we went through become like the, the code, the key for what how we're here to serve. Right. So I, I could just get so excited about it. Yeah, you're <laughs> actually giving me chills because I yeah. feel like actually what I'm doing has been creating this whole thing in which um, is birthing me into who I'm supposed to be in the world to serve, right, and be in That's service. Right. Um so, wow. I mean, like, serious chills. That's, like, just beautifully said. Good. And um, so I would kind of – so you – so your belief system after taking the SE training, somatic experiencing, for those who have been following me but not quite um, uh, versed in the terminology, somatic experiencing um, training, which is like a trauma-informed training. And so a lot of this breath work is kind of setting the right conditions in order to have uh, completion in places that were maybe stunted, basically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, it's really beautiful. What what I realized through some of the skills in SE that we were already really doing in, in our breathwork uh, workshop, especially, you know, is creating that orientation to pleasure through, um, you know, through dancing together, through singing um, mantras together, mm. um, through that ventral vagal, vagal, is that what it's called? The yeah, yeah, the ventral vagal. Right. Yeah. The ventral vagal connection through eye contact with one another, through sharing, that we that we create this field of love and safety and support. Mm. That when we dive into um, healing processes around birth or around um, our parents, our childhood material, we do so surrounded with a lot of love and a lot of safety and a lot of pleasure. Right. Wow. Wow. So, yeah, so powerful. then when we dive into the, the breath work, you know, there are aspects of breath that can be very pleasurable, you know, and uh, breathing mm-hmm. like that. And then, and then as the, as the waves of trauma come up or what we need to release or for some people, you know, powerful, 
healing insights or visitations happen, it's it's more integratable <laughs> because we have laid that foundation of safety first. Right. And then there's always time afterward for a lot of integration. We also do a lot of movement in our workshops. And so the movement really helps us to bring it all into our bodies. Mm, Yeah. And we do some contact improv and movement through touch with other participants, which, which really allows some of the healing of that early interference to bonding with one another. Right, right. Which is what so many of us are starved for, connection and bonding and intimacy. And then it's delegated to, you know, one special relationship that usually doesn't work out that great. Well, and I (laughs) love... Because we have so much material. No, I just love that you're speaking to all of this because actually in my previous podcast, I was just talking about how uh, contact improv is... horrifying to me like I want to be able to do it so badly like I want to and there are a few people I can kind of play around with but I I notice it's so interesting to kind of have the observing ego online (laughs) like witnessing like what comes up and I I feel like for me contact improv is there's super young for me super like I want playful but then like I get afraid and I pull back and the class move the classes that happened before a static dance that I've kind of tried uh they move way too fast for somebody's system like mine and um the person I was just speaking to who I haven't posted or published the podcast yet she's also a dancer and she kind of does this beautiful um dance classes where she's kind of creating a container as well and I was talking to her about how like how does one like start from a place that's it's our the movement's already too quick and it's kind of like not safe and although you want to engage it's like overwhelming um and so what I'm hearing you say is like having the right conditions set around all of that allows. I think it's, it's really important. And we do something in our level one and two work called community movement, mm. where we move to a much slower piece and we start out on our own. And then we slowly begin to make contact with one another in a very just kind of natural, organic way. It might just be a finger touching a finger or a mm. back to back or, um, dancing together and and you're always at choice and for some people you know we we had some people that just you know ran out of the room (laughs) literally ran from the hills you know and so now we ask that everyone at least stay in the room you know even if you you have to stand there and now those people that ran for the hills they love it you know yeah because it, it just took them some time to see that that it was safe that you know, in your case, no one's coming with the forceps. <laughs> because if we were, you know, we laugh about it, but it, it is actually a very serious thing. It really is. And there's a reason why the word touch has the word ouch in it. You know, Ooh. because a, lo- a lot of us had, you know, um, also boundary violations around touch. That's inappropriate, right. Inappropriate touch. That's right. So we don't just trust and, and feel safe. And that's... That's a wise thing on a system that has been violated. 
Mm. And so we need permission to go really slowly. Mm. And I would say if you're in a contact class that's too fast for you, then it's too fast for you. Yeah, that's then, what that's what I know, decided. <laughs> and maybe something like authentic movement that's really slowed down might be a good place to start. Oh, thank you for I, saying something. Yeah, I, I haven't even heard authentic this. movement. Or um, here in the Bay Area, we have Olivia Corson, who I worked with for years with Body Tales. And much more slow and honoring and, and, and sacred. Mm. And, and then that might build up. I needed to do that for a few years first, you know, but because I was also really shy around contact. And then I finally did go to a a class where there were maybe a hundred people in a very small room with Carl, one of the teachers of it. And he just said, just play with each other. You know, we have these wonderful human bodies and um, <laughs> we do. And, and it really, it was, ju- I just let go. Somehow we all let go and it was completely non-sexual, you know, just kind of moving into that contact space. And it was so wonderful mm. and healing. Mm. And, and, um, so I bring that into our groups and it's, it becomes the favorite part for most people. Um, is to end up in that cuddle puddle uh, (laughs) with each other just laughing together because that's that's our mammalian inheritance you know that's I always say we're going to practice the ancient art of draping you know Mm. like dogs do it cats do Mm. it seals do it and we're going to do it (laughs) yes yes because when it stays like that it it it's so regulating to the nervous system. Oh, it's so wonderful. Like me and my sisters, like uh, my grandmother used to call us kittens. Like we would just all cuddle up. And, and I think like I miss that very much, right? Like I mean like yeah. like having that sort of like there was a co-regulation that was always kind of happening. Right. Yeah. And, ha- and how to have that with people that you can feel safe with. That's, That's and, and I like that, that you're kind of that. speaking to also this other, what, what was it called? Authentic, authentic movement. Authentic movement is really wonderful because that's a, it's, it's really slow and, or can be fast, but you get to go at your own pace. Yeah. And I think, I think that that's maybe a, a titrate, more of a titrated step that I'll actually need to do to like kind of explore. And I also like that you spoke to it not being sexual. Um, because I think for me, that is also part of my healing is that like touch, um, like obviously not for me and my sisters in this kitten cuddle puddle, there was like no sexual energy and it was so regulating, but I haven't for whatever reason been able to kind of reproduce that kind of touch in my world. Um, and so most touch or physical contact does have like that sexual element. And I do understand that we're like sexual beings. Um, right. But there's also this other part of me that yearns for um, touch in a way that it's just strictly being right. It's so, it's so important. And, Mm -hmm. And we did, we did get very far from it. So I think, um, you know, for me, the work of Olivia, of course, in a body tells in a, in a women's group, mm. because you might have to start with just doing it with women, right? You know, where you, where you feel safe with women. And, uh, and I think there's a big difference between, you know, a contact improv before ecstatic dance, <laughs> which that's all I've experienced. So like, to be yeah. fair, <laughs> exactly. And a contact improv, that's like a real class where we're, we're totally honoring all those boundaries and it's not about running sexual energy or, or, 
trying to get that need met. And it doesn't mean sexual energy doesn't arrive. That's right. Um, but that's not the primary purpose of the contact. Right. I think they have one on Thursday nights also right in the, the East Bay that's supposed to be a really good contact jam. And even then, you, you know, you just need to be mindful of you're, at, you're always at choice whether you want to do it with this person or not. And that can be really healing to be able, I call it the namaste away move. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, that's hysterical. (laughs) You know, if there's someone that it's like, you know, I don't feel comfortable moving with you. I'm just going to namaste away. (laughs) Oh my gosh, you're hysterical. I love it. (laughs) No, that actually became like the biggest part of my healing through with a static dance actually and with um, the little contact that I tried that like I was able to like hold a boundary like that was actually like the the healing that happened for me which is kind of funny because it's like not contact (laughs) Uh Uh, right (laughs) but in the weird but that's how it ended up unfolding for me you know right and, and you know that in the somatic experiencing, one of the primary things that we're doing is is reestablishing self-protective boundaries. Right. And that is such important work that can that shows up on the dance floor if we're listening and not overriding. <laughs> yeah. And can also show up in, in breath work a lot when we really get in touch with our with our no. Mm-hmm. And um, that's a vital part of healing. Hmm. Well, I'm definitely going to, um, I will talk to my baby daddy and find out if I can <laughs> be there Wednesday because I definitely want to join Wednesday and, um, you're, you're just, you're, you're a beautiful soul and I can't thank you for being a shining light in this world. And I'm so glad our paths are kind of interweaving in ways. And, um, I look forward to seeing you too, Nicole, you're so bright and I love what you're doing out in the world. Thank you. What you're, what you're gathering also. It sounds like you're gathering a very strong medicine bundle <laughs> from all of your studies. And you're also gathering, you know, a lot of people to you through your podcast and, and, and all the ways that you're, you're sharing this work with others so vulnerably and authentically. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. You're so welcome. Yeah. So important. Yeah. Thanks. I appreciate that. And, um, Anybody who's listening, how can they get a hold of you? Would you like to uh, please let everybody know? And I'll also link that to all the social media and SoundCloud. Oh, wonderful. So uh, claritybreathwork.com is our main website where you can find a list of all of our retreats and trainings and practitioners. And then my individual website is my name, ashanasolaris.com where you can engage with me more directly and and find all my contact information there. And I will make sure that this is linked um, so you can just directly click on a link if you're listening to this as well. And again, thank you everybody for your support, your kind words, your energy in the world. Thank you for um, just being a part of my process. And if you're enjoying these podcasts, please subscribe and share Coleology. You can also find me under iTunes. Thank you so very much. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. Thank you.